Uh, playing with Anki is one of the best players in the world, and uh, I just go to the net and put my son on the ice, and it, uh, it makes it This really is fun. episode six of the Vanderson Canucks podcast. My name is Eagle Anderson, and I'm joined by my brother and co-host. They call him the Canucks Savant. He knows every stat. His name is Mason. How are you doing this afternoon, Mason? I'm doing not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> well, I'm doing pretty good. Canucks had a good week. It's, uh, it's Friday, January 12th. This week, we're going to be doing the Forgotten One. That's the weekly segment where we bring up a former obscure Canuck. The one this week is a doozy. Uh, he was in the news this week for some funny stuff. We'll get into that one. I think you'll get it pretty quick as always, though. Uh, we're going to run through the games from the week. Canucks went ham this week. They're second in the league, I believe. Is that right, currently? That is that is correct, I believe. Man. Uh, and, yeah, and then we're going to end off by talking about potential additions to the team, some trade targets, some potential signings. And uh, I, I got a pretty hot take to end off the show there. Any uh, anything <laughs> you want to get, what? anything you want to get into before we get started there? No, I'm ready to go. Okay, the forgotten one. This man was drafted in the third round, 89th overall in 2012 by the Nashville Predators. In uh, 2012, 2012. And the rules are: you interrupt me at any time once you know who it is. He played with Vancouver at the end of the 2017-18 season and the start of the 2018-19 season. They traded for him, and they lost him to waivers, I believe, in 2018-19. He played a total of 31 games. He put up 14 points in those 31 games combined between those two seasons. Any any what? bells going off in your head? What years did he play there? 2018 till 2019. So he played – the end of the 2017-18 season, and he played the beginning of the 2018-19 season. They traded for him? They traded for him, and they lost him to waivers. And here's another one. So he was in the news this week. The reason I chose him, he recently got citizenship. Vladimir Putin gave him and a bunch of other athletes or some controversial boxer as well. He gave them Russian citizenship. He asked for it in the summertime. And I saw an article in the Toronto Sun that said this guy what the? just he was just granted Russian citizenship. He's been playing in the KHL since 2020. Okay, I'm a little bit stumped here. What what year he played 17 and 18 at the end yeah. of the year and then start of the next year? How yes. many games did he play? He played a total of 31 games between the two seasons. First year he put up nine points in 14 games. Good showing. Next year oh. he put up five points in 17 games. They waved him. Oh, um, I, I got an idea. Hit me. It's that guy who called Tanner Pearson's wife fat. Is that <laughs> it him? Is, it is What's him. Wait, wait, I'll think of him. Uh, he scored that spinner amigal. Looks like a little fruitcake. Um, uh, Leipzig. Brendan Leipzig. It is, in fact, <laughs> Brendan Leipzig. They they traded Philip home for him, right? They did trade Philip home. For okay. Him. So, uh, yeah, he's a, he played junior in Portland, I believe. Played a couple seasons there. He's drafted by Nashville. He played only a little bit of the 2014-15 season with the Predators AHL team, and he read, led the team in rookie scoring. Then they traded him in the offseason along with Ole Jokinen to the Leafs. He spent quite a bit of time there. He spent a total of, was that, three seasons with the Leafs. In 2017-18, he went to Vegas. Midway through the year, Canucks traded him for Philip Holm. Canucks got a hold of him. They had him for 31 games. Midway through 2018-19, they waived him. He got claimed by L.A. Following year, he went to Washington. That was 2019-20, and... During COVID, I think it was in May of 2020, so there wasn't anything going on. He It was leaked. A group chat was leaked, and he said a lot of controversial things. He called uh, – he was making fun of his former teammates' wives. He mentioned Tanner Pearson. 
He also, his two line mates on the Capitals at the time, they had like a podcast they were hosting <laughs> where they were playing video games. He called them losers. He also made fun of Jake Vertanen. And he, he was just being a bit of a menace. He's talking about drugs. <laughs> he said some, a, a lot of sexist things. Capitals said, okay, you're done, buddy. They sent him, uh, they sent him out. He went to the KHL. He's been there ever since. And this year he has granted Russian citizenship. That's my guy, <laughs> Brennan Leipzig. What's your, uh, what's your biggest Brennan Leipzig memory? Uh, it's been a Rama goal. Uh, Sadine's last home game. They got that one over Arizona. I think he scored a nice spin goal late in that game too. And when, and when I figured out all his controversial things he said, I thought it was pretty funny. Do you think he should have uh, been exiled from the league or what? Well, if he didn't suck, or not suck, but he wasn't very good. He was like uh, extra four, good, one of those good AHLers, struggling at the NHL level kind of guy. If he wasn't like that, he'd probably still be there. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. If it was Ovechkin on the Capitals yeah. doing that, they wouldn't have got rid of him. But he, he did play his final year with the Capitals, and that was the – I believe that was a COVID shortened season. He played 61 games. So he was he was a, a legit roster guy that year. And the year prior, he played 45 games for the Kings. So yeah. he was on his way. Now he is uh he's 29. He's been in the KHL for four years. Does he ever return to the NHL? Probably not. And he's also he's a Russian citizen now. So eh? that's pretty yeah. cool. He can live it up over there. Um <laughs> okay, let's get into the games from the week. Uh January 6th, Saturday. New Jersey, they beat them 6-4. Uh, it was kind of a back-and-forth game, if I recall. It got a little tight. Wasn't it 5-4 at one point? Canucks scored an empty netter. Uh, yeah, it got pretty tight down the stretch there. A lot of games this week, I remember. But, um, yeah, Canucks played really good for most of that game. But they kept letting the Devils back in it. The Devils kept clawing their way back. I think they are they said during the broadcast, I recall, they're like the, they had the most comeback wins or something of any team in the last like two years or something weird like that. They kept climbing back into it, but uh Cox held on there. Good win. They played pretty well that game too. Yeah. Devils they also they Devils didn't have Jack Hughes, I don't think, either that game though he was hurt. Yeah. They don't usually play good against New Jersey either. So, or in New Jersey. I think they have a really bad record historically. So that's yeah. a big one. And, and we were talking last week too about the uh the road trip. They had some some decent teams. New Jersey's not doing crazy good this year, but they do have a a good team on paper, and then they had to play the Rangers. The Islanders are solid. Penguins yeah. are fine. All, so they, all in a short short time, too. Not a lot of rest. Exactly, yeah. So they beat New Jersey on uh, on Saturday there. And then two days later, they played the Rangers. They won 6-3 as well. He texted me during this game saying it was uh, one of the best Canucks games he ever seen. Am I misquoting you there? I think I said this year. It was their best, one of the most, the most exciting game I've seen this year, or one of them, I think. I didn't say ever. Uh, what do you recall from that game? What was so exciting about it? It was just good. Canucks were playing. I thought they were going to lose the game. Well, I shouldn't say I thought they were going to lose, but I thought, I thought they might have a tough trip. Both teams are playing a little bit reckless. They're just trading high danger chances back and forth. Demko was making big saves. Canucks were scoring highlight goals, Pedersen and Hoaglander. And Canucks were winning pretty handedly, too. And it was just, uh, they're both playing pretty reckless and both teams are both really good, especially offensively. This is a really fun game to watch. Yeah. So they got the win over the Rangers following night, back to backs. What were your expectations going into the, uh, the Islanders game? Did you think they're going to pull that one out too? No. Well, I think I said last podcast that I thought they might have a tough trip. I could see them going on a little skid, but they're playing their best hockey of the year. Probably. Um, I thought that game going into it. I thought, Ah, uh, Islanders have been playing pretty good for a little bit now. They're pretty 
meat and potatoes, boringish team. Canucks are on back to back after the high of beating the Rangers in Madison Square Garden. I thought it was uh, a game they probably should lose on back to back nights. And they played good. They pretty much dominated the Islanders for the most part. And they won handedly. A little bit surprised how I thought their energy level was going to be a little, I thought they were going to start off slow and then maybe build up, make it competitive. But they, right from the get go, had a lot of energy and they won pretty handedly. Yeah, and that was another good one from uh, that third line. Garland had two assists. Bluger had yeah. an assist. Joshua had a goal. Those guys yeah. Gar- keep, on. keep on trucking, yeah. Garland could have had a couple goals that game, too. He was flying. Yeah, I'm straight. And then Pittsburgh last night. Yeah. They, they went 4-3 in overtime. I was in class late. I got home. I said, geez, can I catch the end of the game? I was able to catch the end of the game. I fired up uh, Sportsnet. 30 seconds left. Right as I turn it on, immediately Penguins scored to tie it up. I said, oh, geez, I'm bad luck. But it ended up, uh, I just got to watch a couple minutes of the game. So that was nice. Pedersen finished with four points last night. Did you uh, Did you catch the whole game? Uh, yeah, it was a good one, too. Canucks, a lot of energy again. A lot of line was, we mentioned a lot. A lot of lines been cooking all week. And yeah, Canucks got off to a nice 2 nothing start and then held on from there. Uh, surprisingly physical game, a lot of chippiness. Miller punched Crosby in the back of the head once. Miller and Crosby are getting into it a lot. Uh, a lot of chippiness for an East-West game. And again, the Canucks energy levels seem extremely high for being, what game was that? Was that game five of a seven-game road trip, I think? And then the Canucks, Pittsburgh came on pretty hard in the third. Demko made Demko look really good. It made some really strong saves. And Pittsburgh tied it. Canucks bent, didn't break, and they got Pedersen got that overtime winner. That was nice. Yeah, that was a big win. They play Buffalo tomorrow night, Saturday, and then they have one think, more game against Columbus. Yeah, I think they play two. They play in the after tomorrow afternoon, I think. You think uh you think we see them come back down to earth or they start those uh, guys too? Definitely a couple of weaker teams. Yeah, and I think Cage Thompson maybe got hurt last night too for Buffalo. So I don't know if he's gonna play. They should. Well, with how the Canucks are playing, Buffalo is pretty weak. And then they play Columbus, I think, at 11 a.m. my time on Monday. Just weird. I don't know what the – I think it's Martin Luther King Day or something in the States. I don't know. But two pretty awful teams. Hopefully Spencer Martin plays on Monday. That would be nice. Yeah, Canucks probably should get both of them. We'll see, though. Yeah, so with uh, – I want to talk about the lotto line, too. It's they they upgraded it. It's not just the lotto line. It's lotto max now because they run Kronik and Hughes <laughs> with them, and they just they're just crazy. Like Kronik put up two assists last game, and yeah, Patterson had his four points. Miller had three. Besser had a couple goals. Have you ever seen such a good a good five man crew out there? No, not a five man crew. Not that I can remember. What about like 2011, 2012 Canucks when they were rolling Sedin? Well, Burrow? yeah, Sedin's and Burrows, but who was their D pair that? Could roll out there a Ham Houston Bieksa, Erhoff, and Edler, Ball- Keith Ballard. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think about a five man crew, they've been dominant too. And they're playing against other teams, good top lines and stuff too. And they're dominating them, they have all the possession, they look good, real good. Do you think they'll have enough depths with that though, running Pedersen and Miller on the what? same line, or do you think they need a, another second line center? Yeah, well, that's the question because they got Suter rolling with Mikheyev and Kuzi right now. And they've actually been playing pretty good too, but they haven't put up any points. But yeah, 
they don't really have like a, a guy you would be comfortable with as a second line center after that. They put them on the same line because Suter's good, but he's not a second line center. Bluger, Joshua, and Garland, that's the third line. And then who else? I guess Lafferty can play center, but none of those guys can play or like second line centers. So yeah, maybe if this line keeps it up, maybe instead of acquiring a winger, which most people thought they're going to look for a top six winger, if they get someone this year at the deadline, that maybe they'll get a, a second line center. I think that's a good segue into our, our final segment where we talk about um, potential targets. Do you want to take turns? I got a bunch of guys on my list. We probably have some overlapping guys. Do you want to go first? Who do you think would be uh, a good guy for them to target? I put Gensel at the top of the list. He's the most obvious one because people have been linking him to the Canucks for a while now this year with Pittsburgh struggling. And I think he's a, he's about to turn 30 or something. He's a UFA. Who, who knows that Pittsburgh wants to re-sign him for a lot of money. And so if Pittsburgh's not doing well, he'd be the top of the list. Canucks obviously have all their Penguins and stuff. Management knows him, and he's a 40-goal scorer. Uh, so he was the first guy on my list. Yeah, I think it would probably cost an arm and a leg to get him, though. I seen on one of the Canucks shows today, they thought it would take Kuzi, one of Hoaglander and Pod Colson, and the Canucks' first-round pick this year to get him, just as a rental. Yeah, I'd do uh, – because they want – supposedly they want to pick the player and the, the prospect. I'd do Kuzmenko for sure. He's having a rough year. And he, I think he'd rip it up too if they put him with Malkin or Crosby or whoever. He's just he's just not in it this year. But do Kuzmenko do the first round pick? You're going to make the playoffs anyways. It's not going to be that high. And definitely don't do Wheelander or Lekaramaki. Keep those guys. I wouldn't want them to do Pod Colson or Hoaglander. But I would say take uh take Archie Baines or take uh Klimovich. <laughs> take take one of those B minus prospects. Or you can uh, even yeah. have. You can have Hunter Bursnavich. You think they'd accept him? He's ripping it up in the OHL. Yeah, he, he definitely has more value than Baines or uh, Klimovich. But... Give, give, give him one of those B prospects. Kuzmenko's going to be good. He's going to play really good with uh, with Crosby Mal- or Malkin or whoever they – probably eh, Malkin would be fun, a couple of Russian guys. He'd play that good there. they get a first-round pick. Gensel's not going to resign with them anyways. They'll be happy. Everyone's happy. I'm sure Rutherford and Alvin have a good relationship with the Penguins. You don't think that's reasonable? I think it's reasonable. I just it depends on the the market, I guess. If lots if there's lots of buyers this year, which I think there might be, he's the top rental out there. So I don't know. It just depends on the market. But yeah, and that makes sense for Pittsburgh too, because even if they kind of sell off a little bit this year with Gensel, they're not like they're gonna still try and compete the next couple of years because they just got Eric Carlson and they still got Crosby Malk and Latang. For a couple more years. So, like, it makes sense if they bring Kuzi back, who's got another year at a manageable cap hit, and why they would want like a Hoagland or something too. So, it makes sense for Pittsburgh, but I don't know. From what I'm hearing online, the price seems a little steep for what I'm liking. That's fair. That's fair. What do you think? Who do you think they'd run them with if they got them? Do you think they would? Um, what do you think their top six would look like? I probably, well, I think. He could put them with well, that would be if they it split up Miller and probably split up Miller and Pedersen again if they got Gensel for yeah. two centers. I'd probably think with Pedersen. Yeah, Gensel, yeah, Miller and Besser are already kind of a one-two punch than whoever they so that'd be that a fun line. a fun all-American line. Yeah, that's true. That'd be a fun all American. Besser line. and Miller. Who would you put with Petey then if we trade Kuzmenko? 
Mikaya uh, and like Suter or something or Lafferty? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Pedersen, Pedersen's a god regardless. Um, okay, I'm gonna hit you with my guy now. So you got a lot of names to get through. My first target, I'll go with uh, another former Pittsburgh guy who doesn't have a team currently. My man Phil Castle for oh. death. What the fuck? He's a free agent. <laughs> Listen, he's a free agent. He's win. He wins Stanley Cups galore with the Penguins. He won one with Vegas last year. Put him on the team as a veteran presence. Do they need a? Do they need a bottom six winger? I don't think so. Get him. Get him. You know what? You can have Gensel with Besser and Miller. Put Kessel with Pedersen. Kessel on the first line with Pedersen. Get him scored some goals. They can sign him really cheap. I'm sure Rutherford and Alvin like him from his days in Pittsburgh. What do you think of them signing Phil Castle? His name was actually attached to Vancouver earlier in the season, too. Doesn't make uh, sense at all. Didn't think about it at all. Haven't heard anything about him in like two months. I don't even know if he wants to play. He's probably, I bet you he's really out of shape. Uh, sure. <laughs> Phil Castle on a one-year minimum deal. We'll bring Corey Perry with him. He's allowed <laughs> to sign now. And we'll bring Lucic back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't was know. that I was that legit? You think they should bring in Phil Kessel? He does have the Pittsburgh. <laughs> he is from Pittsburgh. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, that's true. That's Pittsburgh true. guy, and they love their Pittsburgh guys. Yeah, from it, might as well give it a try. I think it's okay. fun. I like Phil Kessel. Who do you got? <laughs> okay. Well, I thought. Well, these aren't Gensel would be the top uh, winger UFA, right? And then the yeah. other obvious one, the top center one, if they're looking for a center, the top guy up there would be Elias Lindholm from Calgary. But he would, and he would be awesome as second line center too. He's really defensive minded. He still puts up points. He's good at faceoffs, I believe. But he would also, just like Gensel, he's the top center out there for rentals. So he'd also probably cost an arm and a leg. And I think that would be trickier too with Calgary. I don't know if Calgary want Kuzmenko and stuff. Kuzmenko back. I don't know with what they're they're going. I don't think the Canucks should or would trade Wheelander or Lakaramaki in any deal. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they should. But I think they would trade their first round pick, which it would take to get Lindholm probably. So yeah, Elias Lindholm, he's the he's the top center out there. That's a rental. I can really dig that. And I like uh, adding a good Swedish guy, another Swede to the roster. Yeah. Pedersen, Hoglander, and the guys. But you don't think there's any situation they could trade those young guys? Because I mean, if you look at all their expiring contracts, they have everyone's gonna be a UFA. Their Bottom six is probably going to look a lot different next year. A lot of their defensemen are expiring. They're going to have to re-up Pedersen and Kronik for sure. They're going to yeah. need to make a decision on Myers and Zadorov and Ian Cole. And then they got Luger and Dakota Joshua. Lots of guys. Yeah. They're not, maybe they won't be as good next year. Maybe their window is just this one season. Do they yeah. go all out? Well, that's I think, crazy. yes, that's true. I think they can go all out, but I don't think they'll trade their high-end prospects because with their, they haven't, you got to think too, OEL's, uh, his cap isn't really, I think, only a little bit against him this year. They're going to have to deal with his cap the next couple of years, too, in the buyout. I heard in an interview with Alvin or whatever, he mentioned he's going to use these guys like, like Karamaki and Wheelander and stuff in the next year or two. When they come in, it'll be perfect because they'll be on entry-level deals. They won't cost Jack against the cap, and they'll be playing pretty high level, hopefully. I don't think he wants to trade them. I think he'd much rather trade like his draft picks because the Canucks are going to be in a little tough cap-wise. All the they got like eight or nine UFAs this year, and Hronik and PD are RFAs, and literally pretty much every single one of them, minus maybe one or two, are gonna probably want raises. They're probably not gonna keep everyone. They can't keep everyone. So I don't know. I don't think they're gonna trade their prospects. They're gonna be pretty useful against the cap, 
soon. I think they'd much rather trade picks. Do you think um, next year too, when they when they won't be able to keep everyone, do you think they'll have to sign more free agents and hopefully they pick some some more good names out of the hat, or do you think they can just go to the AHL? You think Pud Colson and yeah, Hersteep Baines and those guys can pick up the slack? Yeah, they're doing a way better job developing their guys and habits for now, and I know their system. Their coaches talk all the time. They play basically the same system down there. They are, yeah, quite a few got like guys that could play NHL games down there. I think it'll be a mixture. They'll definitely lose some of their some of their guys this year. I think. Um, yeah, it'll be a mixture of probably bringing in those guys and then trying to get some bargain guys on the free agent market. Dig it. Okay, my next guy. I also went with a. Uh... A potential second line center, definitely worse than Elias Lindholm. Yeah. But he would still he'd probably be an upgrade over having Luger or Suter, whoever you're gonna put in there. Sean Monahan. He's also okay. a UFA at the end of this year. He's put up twenty four points in forty one games for the Canadians. He used to be pretty damn good with the Flames. Yeah. He's only twenty nine years old. He's definitely fell off the last few seasons, but he could be a uh a more reasonable addition too. They wouldn't have to give up too too much. Yeah, a much, I don't know. Probably give them a prospect and and second round pick, third round pick. Oh, good. Yeah, we get yeah. Monahan, Adam. We're not throwing all our chips in the table, but we are upgrading. What do you think yep. of that? I can dig it. I he actually I didn't even put him on my list, but I have heard like rumblings. He's a UFA, right? He's a yeah. pending UFA. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's a centerman playing a second line center. And he's, I think he's putting up decent points this year, right? Yeah, 20, 24 points in 41 games. So he's on he's on like a 40-point pace-ish. Yeah, that's not bad. Like Lindholm's only got – Lindholm only has 28 points in 42 games. So their points are pretty comparable. Um, Lindholm's obviously better defensively and stuff. Yeah, that would definitely be a cheaper option that still gives him another solid set, middle six center. Right on. Who's next on your list? Uh, I'll just quickly, I got three more guys on the, uh, for rentals they could target. I'll just yep. go through the three of them quickly. None of the three of them have been mentioned really at all with the Canucks. And one of them is not even on the trade block at all right now. It's a hypothetical. So I put Vladimir Tarasenko for the senators. Uh, he's got 26 points in 35 games this year. I think he only has like nine, eight or nine goals though. Nine goals, I think, but he'd want a Stanley cup. With St. Louis, he's a he's pretty established, right? Probably wouldn't cross the Norman leg either. I just put him on the list, a solid winger. Uh, one guy that I feel like would be a decent target that I've heard no one mention of is David Perron in Detroit. I don't think Detroit doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs. They're already slowly falling out now. He's also a rental winger. He can play both wing, left and right. He's I he's got quite a few playoff games. He's won a Stanley Cup with the Blues. He can play in the penalty kill. He can play in the power play. He's pretty versatile, too. He can play up and down the lineup. Um, I feel like he'd be a sneaky good addition is David Perron. And the other guy, for last guy for a rental, is uh, a hypothetical. It would have to be Jersey would have to. They're out of the playoffs right now. I look today. They're one point out of the playoffs. If they keep falling off for some reason, even though they're a good team, and by the deadline they're not in a playoff hunt, Tyler Toffoli is also a UFA. Obviously, he has history with the Canucks. I know Pedersen loved playing with him, and he wanted the Canucks to re-sign him. They didn't. He said, bad management, fools. But I like Tyler Toffoli. He'd be a nice fit, too, as a winger, if the Devils fall out. He's got 29 points in 39 games this year. 
So yeah, those are the last three guys that I thought. I, I actually think Perron's a sneaky good one. We'll see. Yeah, he's got a point per game this year too. That's crazy. What uh, what do you think they'd have to give up for one of those guys? Because I'm sure the yeah. it'd be a similar price for all of them. Yeah, I don't think a lot. I don't know. I would imagine uh, Toffoli would probably have the most value out of them if he goes to the rental market. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think you. I think you'd have to trade like a if you got like a David Perron, like a B prospect and like a third round pick or something like that. But I don't know. They got to make the cap work too, so it's kind of weird. Even if I they retain they, on it, Canucks don't have a lot of cap. Yeah, I don't know. What do you got? I like any of those. I would. Uh, I'd be. I'd love to see Tarasenko in a jersey. I love the Russians throw another one on there. <laughs> and if they can keep Kuzmenko too, hold out maybe next year he breaks back out. That would. Uh, that'd be a dream come true in my book. My last guy. You took a lot of them from me. I have one really. Sorry. Hard take. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> this guy's in the in the rumor mill. Chris Tanev. And I don't know if he's just back in the rumor mill because people like him and it's it's not really real. I know there have been like actual media guys talking about it though. Get Chris Tanev. I'm sure you wouldn't have to pay too too much looking at what you got for Zadorov. Their defense core, I know it's solid, but a couple injuries can change that. And yep. you throw Tanev in there, he's not gonna like you look at Boston last year, they were loaded, they had a great season. They added Bertuzzi and Orlov. And then they lost in the first round. It ruined their season. Yeah, Tanev, you know he's not going to break up the chemistry. He's already good, a good veteran guy. Everyone loves him. I'm sure the players would love him. I'd love him. Everyone would yeah. be happy. Throw Tanev in there just to solidify it a bit in case of injuries. What do you think? I, I like it. I actually, when I put through this list, I put no defensemen on my rentals. And then I have a couple guys with term left that I talked about that could target. Only one of them is a defenseman and it's a depth guy. But just because their decor is playing so well and they're all healthy right now and they're all like they got six legit guys right so i don't mm. know if they should acquire another defenseman but um yeah i like tanner plus he's so comfortable playing with hughes too Hughes comfortable with him if you wanted to split up pronick and uh hughes from split up your offense throughout your pairs you could always put tanner and hughes together no problem because they played yeah. a year together right yeah tanner would be a decent yeah i like and yeah. i like chris tanner chris tanner's a man yeah, I don't know if it makes a ton of sense, but I mean, if they do yeah. get injured, if they have some injuries, he would uh, he could help save the day. And I love Tanner. Yes, it could be a weird scenario too because Canucks are tight against the cap, and maybe they want to acquire Ford. Maybe even though Myers is playing good, maybe they move Myers because he has such a high cap hit in a different trade and get a forward or something. And then they, they bring in Tanner, who has a little bit lower cap hit, right? Could be something weird like that. Sign me up. Do you uh, any other guys you wanted to mention? Yeah, I have a couple guys here, just guys with term, because Canucks like targeting guys with term, right? right? And you'd probably be more comfortable trading draft picks and prospects if you're getting someone with a little bit more term. Um, so I moved first one, easy one. I did Riley Smith from Pittsburgh. He actually got hurt yesterday. I heard he's gonna be out long term when uh, Zadorov crushed him. <laughs> so maybe not him. He's got one year left after this at five million. You could always do a Kuzmenko Riley Smith swap and maybe Canucks get something else too. Canucks save a little half a million because they can make 5.5. Uh, Smith won a cup last year. He's a decent middle six winger, right? Could be a di different changeup. So I put him. Uh, here's a weird one. I said Andrew Peak. I don't know if you know who Andrew Peak is. You heard him? Yeah. Right shot defenseman for Columbus. He's barely even playing. They healthy scratched him for some reason. He's only played 13 games this year and he signed for two more years at 2.75 per. But I've heard the Canucks have interest him and him in the past. And if they move Myers in a different deal, 
I thought he would be a target guy with term young and he's six, three, like 200 plus pounds. The guy you could put in the third pair. seems like he'd be a good fit for them. If they move Myers in a different deal, that's why I put him. And then a guy I heard about today, which I haven't I heard in a while, a good target, which I could see him going after is Frank Vetrano from the ducks. Uh, he's got one year left after this year at 3.65. So a pretty reasonable hit. Uh, I looked at his stats. I thought maybe he was more of an offensive guy, right? Mm-hmm. But he, this year, I have his stats right here. Uh, he's got 30 points in 41 games, 20 goals, and 10 assists. He's a goal scorer. He's a winger, but I heard he's good in the penalty kill too, and he's pretty feisty. And he can play up and down your lineup. He's a goal scorer. The, when he signed with Anaheim two years ago, the Canucks were highly interested. That's what his agent just came out and said, apparently. I think. I think it was his agent. Someone said it. And uh, Canucks haven't had interest in him in the past. He's got a reasonable cap hit. And he probably wouldn't cost an arm and a leg either. So I put him in the list. And then the last guy. This guy's a, this is a, probably fantasy land. All right? Okay. But if you want a second-line center, uh, a team that's underachieving this year hard is Minnesota. Agreed? Yeah. I thought they are going to be in the... T- higher top end of the West. They're going to miss the playoffs probably unless they go on a magical run. Everyone's playing worse. Joel Erickson Eck, big Swedish defensive center. He's also like six, three over 200 pounds. Good. at I, I think he's good at face-offs. Good defensively. Uh, pretty gritty. Uh, he's got 27 points in 40 games this year. He's good for like around 60 points a year. He signed for five more years after this at 5.25 million per. So you could, if you could always move Kuzmenko in that trade, right? Cause their cap pits are very similar. Yeah. He would give you the second line center that you, then you keep the water line together and you got lots of term left. He's only 26 years old. And that's a, he's probably worth six and a half or something. It's a good price for him. I just, I don't know if Minnesota would want to trade him. He's one of their top two centers, but he'd be like a perfect fit uh, second line center for them. Yeah, no idea. Well, no idea if he's available. Might be fantasy land. Don't know. Well, I have heard his name in speculation, but I think it's all just speculation. But out of all those people you said, I think uh, Erickson Eck would probably make the most sense. He'd be the best. I'd prefer him over Gensel for sure. But they'd have to pay quite a pretty penny for him. Yeah. But I always love adding the Swede to the lineup. So you sign me up for that one. Other than that, I'd say uh, Frank Vitrano. That one seems like it makes a lot of sense. And I do yeah. think they should yeah. um, they should definitely upgrade, get a centerman. They need a centerman in there. What do you think they'd have to give up for him? Well, Vitrano's a winger, I think. He's a winger? I believe oh, so. I don't, yeah. I don't want him then. Okay, but I, th- I think there's a decent chance. If I had to say the most likely, I think uh, – I feel like Gensel's price is going to be too high. I think Vitrano – I think there's a, I would think there's a decent chance they go after him. I know they've got – they've had interest in him in the past, and he's got a manageable cap pit with another year left. Yeah, if they get Frank Vitrano, I'll rue the day. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I thought he was a center, and I was pretty stoked on it. But um, he sounds like he would be good. I don't know. I want Eric Sinek. I want Gensel. Those are the big dogs. And I want Phil Kessel, for sure. Okay. Uh, we got four and a half minutes left, and I have something I want to uh, – I have a, a dream scenario of a player that would that would change the game. I need you to suspend – your belief for a couple of minutes. And, uh, and I know listen. what you're going to say. I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> Go on. So just imagine Vancouver <laughs> acquires Jake Gensel. They trade 
Hey, maybe yeah. they tra- maybe they trade one of their high end prospects. They they get Jake Gensel because Menko's gone. Gensel plays well. Canucks play very well. They make it to the conference finals. Maybe they make it to the Stanley Cup finals. Maybe they lose to the Rangers. Oh, heartbreaker! Thirty year anniversary. <laughs> Damn, we almost had it this year, guys. One of these years, we'll bring the cup home to Canada. Did did uh, did they burn the city down after or no? <laughs> they burnt the city down. People are okay. Meanwhile. Kuzmenko on the Penguins isn't panning out at all. Turns out his rookie season with Vancouver was kind of a one-off. Oh, it's not looking very good in Pittsburgh. They finished very low in the standings. They're thinking about blowing it up. Crosby, he's approaching. He's he's 36 years now old now. <laughs> Next season, he'll be 37 years old. Yes, he wants to stay with Pittsburgh for his entire career, probably. If he left somewhere, would it be Montreal his favorite team? Probably, or would he go to content? It wouldn't make sense for him to leave. But <laughs> next year is his last season on contract. Trade deadline rolls around. Canucks have this super Penguins alumni team with Rick Talkin, the former Penguins coach. They got Jim Rutherford, Patrick Alvin. They still have Ian Cole. They re-signed Teddy Bluger, Sam Lafferty, <laughs> all those guys. Now they have Jake Gensel, too. Gensel phones up his old buddy Crosby, says, wave your no-movement clause, come to Vancouver. Vancouver throws the kitchen sink at Crosby. This is next season. <laughs> they, okay. get, they get Sidney Crosby. He's their second line center. And the last piece they need, Vancouver wins the Stanley Cup. The Cup comes home to Canada. And guess who does it? The greatest player of his generation, Mr. Sidney Crosby, wins his fourth Stanley Cup. And he breaks the curse for the first time since 1993. Stanley Cup goes home to Canada. Crosby's a hero. It makes up for Messier and Sundin not working out. It makes up for Gretzky, how they never got Gretzky when they were supposed to get him in the 90s. Yeah. Crosby becomes Captain Canada, cements himself as uh, he already is one of the greats, but he cements himself as a super great. Pedersen wins a con Smythe. Everybody's happy. What do you think? Let's do it. <laughs> sure. Uh, any final thoughts before we sign off, Big Dog? Can we get Ovechkin at the same time too, and then put them on the line, put them on a the line together? I'll uh, I'll talk to his agent. I'll see what I can work out. Okay, perfect. Okay. Uh, no uh, thoughts. Uh. Hopefully, Canucks go 2-0 on this trip before they go home. And also, hopefully, Miller, Besser, Patterson, and Demko all make the all-star team, too. Damn Talk straight. Yeah. Yeah, let's do okay. that next, next week. We'll have an all-star special. Um, Yeah, if you're listening to this, give it a five-star rating on Spotify, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, everywhere. Go uh, follow Twitter. We have a Twitter account. Mason runs a Twitter account. Vanderson yeah. Canucks Pod. And uh, we'll come up with another episode probably next Friday or Saturday. Hey, vote on these poll questions too. There's poll questions at the bottom of the video. Yeah, if if you're listening to it on Spotify, there's a poll at the bottom. Vote on the poll. All right. See you next week. All right. See you next week.